Welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach Brendan Sir and uh, really coming off a great big Monday win against West Virginia. Our guest today is going to be Jamie Dixon and uh, one of the people I really respect in our business and uh, just has an incredible passion for the game, a great teacher uh, and has built a powerhouse at Pitt in the Big East and now made a move a year and a half ago to TCU, his alma mater, and man, are they ahead of schedule. Uh, we'll be back in a minute, and now when we come back in a minute, I want to talk to you about our tremendous Coaching You Live event in Las Vegas, July 9 and 10. Be back with you in a minute. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. FastModel is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. We've had a lot of coaches, give, you know, either text me, email me about our Coaching You Live event this July 9 and 10 in Las Vegas. Um, just wanted to share, um, you know, with you some of the things that are going to make our 10th anniversary exceptional, extraordinary, and something that we haven't done before. Uh, when Kevin and I, start, Eastman and I started this 10 years ago, we, we just wanted to make an impact on coaches and, and, and really help teach the game better. Uh, we never dreamt that it would come to what it has and grown to what it has. And, you know, Kevin and I did all the teaching our first year. We never felt that we would have, you know, 15 different speakers, you know, over a two-day period. But that's what we're going to have this summer uh, in Las Vegas. I think, you know, one of the things that's going to set this year apart than any other is that we're going to really, for our 10th anniversary, do something very unique. The entire clinic is going to be VIP. Everyone, we're only limiting it to 100 people, all courtside seating. Everyone gets coaching videos. Everyone gets a dry fit t coaching you t-shirt. Everyone gets a pad folio with coaching you. Everyone gets all their meals, snacks, and opportunity to network and meet people from coaching world. And I think as you know, it's, it's a fabulous opportunity for you. You're up close and personal and learning. Uh, the speakers this year, John Gordon, the number one leadership motivational speaker in the world, great author is coming. Monty Williams, who is, I think one of the great unique character individuals that we've ever had in the NBA will be, I believe a head coach by the time we have coaching you, uh, John Lucas, teacher extraordinaire, uh, 
you know, and great coach, Manawatsa, the number one basketball camp in America, PGC basketball. He's going to talk on leadership and how to teach the game to young people. Kevin Eastman, my partner, you know, is just an extraordinary teacher and coach. Uh, Joe Bunasar, Impact Basketball president and founder. He's going to uh, talk to you about some of the ways he works with some of the most gifted players in the world and how he trains them on a modern day level. Uh, Amy Doka, the associate head coach of the Spurs, just a great teacher and coach, uh, is also going to be with us. You're going to find that we're going to add probably five or six more as we come through with some of the biggest names in basketball. And when we do, you're going to be really excited that you signed up for $349. This is a limited time only, and then the price, frankly, will go up to $399. Uh, so please take advantage of this. This is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for you to be part of this. To register, log on to coachingyoulive.com, and you know where we have all of our podcasts and everything there, but register, sign up, and take advantage of this. Look forward to seeing you then in July. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of coaching you for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Really excited today, our guest, Jamie Dixon. Coach, a phenomenal win over West Virginia on Monday night, on Big Monday. Uh, It's a great win for the program. Yeah, I mean, it was the first big Monday ever at TCU. Uh, University of Ministries really got behind it, so there was a lot of promotion. Uh, it was big for our fans, big for our students, and uh, and then it was big for our players because uh, we needed to win. We needed to play well in a big atmosphere, and, and we did it. And uh, and we did it with defense, and that hasn't been the case, to be honest with you. Uh, our defense has been lacking. Our offense has been amongst the best in the country, if not the best, uh, efficiency-wise. But our defense has uh, been a struggle, and uh, we solved it with uh, defense on, on Monday night. You know, uh, you know, when you start out this season, I believe, what, 12-0? and 0? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, you get up to an incredible top-10 ranking. Uh, could you have dreamt that when you went back a year and a half ago to your alma mater that you would ever – in year two get to that start i mean and, and one of the toughest conferences in the country yeah you know and, and that was part of my message to the guys going into monday night because we had, we were down we'd lost a few games sure. i think two out of three out of four and and uh you know good teams obviously oklahoma's got two of our losses and, <laughs> and kansas the other one so i mean we've lost really good teams in close games and those are almost worse but that's what i told our guys i mean we're going into a big monday 
we're hosting it for the first time ever. We're, um, uh, I think at the time we were 21 in the RPI, West Virginia's 18, Kentucky is 20. <laughs> and we may be down and uh, disappointed about these last couple of games, but imagine where we were a year and a half ago and, and uh, where we are now. This is what we wanted. Big Monday, 17th, 21, playing against each other. Uh, we're battling Kentucky for the, you know, the RPI and where we're at. And so, um, let's embrace this. Let's let's go out and play, and we've accomplished a lot, but we got things to do too as well. When you come out of uh, the Big East Conference, which at when you were coaching in that conference uh, pre-conference realignment, uh, mm-hmm. arguably when you and when you and Ben first went there, uh, as good a basketball conference as ever in the country, would you agree? Yeah, no, there was, you know, the, the thing when we went there, there was so much always changing and shifting. You know, so one year we were in a, the divisions were split up, so it wasn't yeah. quite as good on our side. The other year it was, it was good. You know, it's just kind of, the, the Big East was so unique in, in that regard. And, and really realignment has made a, uh, a constantly changing, uh, divisions and conferences. And so, uh, but there was some really good. There, there, there were some years there. It was unbelievable, and and uh, unfortunately, I've uh, decided to come to the Big Twelve, which at, at its peak at, at the same time too, as well. So uh, it's it's an amazing, uh, um, amazing uh, course I've taken. But uh, you're playing against the best every night. It's called the law of attraction. You attract those things <laughs> yeah. to you when yeah. you when you're yeah. yeah when you're in great conferences like the Big East and the Big Twelve. And maybe, and and I'm. This is not a knock on Pitt, for instance, but you know the the teams in that conference were so incredible. And how do you decide what style of play and how you're going to be successful in a conference mm-hmm. like that? And yeah, go into, you know, we looked at it. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of when we were at Ben, obviously I was the assistant to our associate head coach, but you know, we went in together, and Ben and I are you know best friends, and you know, you kind of look at the team that's at the top, and even when we went to Northern Arizona. Um, Montana State was actually the best team and uh-huh. kind of modeled our team at, at that point on them. But uh, I think Connecticut was the team we, we yeah. looked at when we got there. They had just won the national championship in the, uh, the year prior. And, uh, you know, that was – uh, that was kind of we realized defense and rebounding was going to win in the in the Big East and the in the in the Big Sky it was three point shooting and and execution on offense you know that was what you had to be good at and and uh, so we did it and we didn't do it quite with the exact same as Connecticut but you had to defend you had to rebound and uh, that was clear and so we we followed that model and and. Uh, um, you know, but the game changes and the leagues change, and you adapt as you go. When you went, uh, when you were recruiting in the Big East, uh, you really had some uh, really physical, tough guards. You know, and, yeah. You know, you know. So when you're out recruiting, you know, you're you're looking for a certain kind of player. Where do you find those players back? In the you day? know, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I think being in the East and and yeah. the cities, and and I think that. They're, they're more likely and they're more, and you're more apt to find them. I think we also in Pittsburgh, we attracted that type of kid. You know, yeah. we're going to get the more physical kid than rather than the, the city kid, rather than the suburban kid. You know, we were an urban campus and, and, uh, and from the steel town. And, um, so I, I think it's just, some things just kind of play out. You know, you, you may not uh, think it or, 
or, or and, uh, see it right away. But the, the, there are some things that just start making sense, and you, you find your niche, and and you learn. And and uh, you know, we're doing that too at at at, at TCU. I mean, just finding you know what what kids going to work here, what kids attracted to here, and and you you adapt, to, and and it, it constantly changes. I mean, the biggest thing now is. You know, I don't. You can't have really physical guards because the game's so different. You know, yeah. so it's it's no touching almost. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 an it's a you know everybody's like we're we're scoring more points. Yeah, well, because everybody's scoring more points, and our <laughs> league allows for that. I mean, the the pace of the play on both ends. Uh, I, I was saying, you know, the easiest way to score more points is to give up more points quicker and and uh, that's something I don't really want to adhere to but uh, it, it is a, it is a, it is a fact as fabulous as Trey Young is and I'm a huge fan of his yeah you're probably not as much of a fan as I am about him but can you imagine though him playing in the Big East back in the day when physical hand checking against your Pittsburgh yeah. guards I mean they would beat yeah. him up before he got to half court you know yeah no it was, it's, it's just not you know it's just not the same game it's completely different different offenses too and uh, um, you know, he's just coming in at the right time. And, you know, he's modeled himself, obviously, after a, a Curry and, and, and other guards. And he's watching them play in the NBA. And, um, you know, so it's – it's a, it's he's he's fit his game to the time. And, and, and he's uh, relishing it and excelling in it because of, because of uh, uh, the style of play going on in today's game. And, and, and we emulate the NBA. And, 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 and the college games made a decision to be like the NBA. Change yeah. the rules to, to be like the NBA, so um, that's that's where it's headed. When you uh, when you came into the Big Twelve, now all of a sudden, you know, you have that one team, Kansas, that's right. been on top forever, and uh, you know, and and they do it a certain way. Um, yeah. and, and how do you? What was your plan of attack there? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't know a lot about the league, to be honest with yeah. you. And, you know, TCU had been new to the league and really had been new to the, you know, high major ranks, to be honest. I mean, we were, we were you know, in the mid-majors and the, struggling even then. And so, uh, um, you know, Kansas is what you look at. And I know their, I knew their program a little better than I knew any of the other programs. And But, you know, you're not going to get that kid that they got all the time, the size that they've had for year after year. Yeah. Uh, but then I say that, and then now they're playing smaller too because you know there's not as many big guys around, and they don't hang around too much as as if they're any good anyway. So, um, but yeah, I mean you, you got to look at them. Um, this conference is so unique because just the just having the ten teams around Rob, but there's just so much more familiarity with the, with every team um, that you you you, you, uh, you, you just you, you're you're just going to know team styles and and uh, a lot of new coaches too though so I think that was being established as well but certainly Kansas is the one you look at and and the one you strive for um I you know as I, as I watch I, I think now even maybe more this year than last year I, I say you know we can be uh do things uh similar they're not going to be as big as they were in previous years and just bigger and stronger than everybody. I think it's going to be a uh, like-size league in a lot of ways. So you, you've now, you know, uh, you know, your offensive now team is now one or two in the country in efficiency, and and you score eighty plus points a game, which is absolutely yeah. incredible. Uh, how did that all evolve for you? 
Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a couple things. I mean, I think the game and we were scoring more and 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 we were always very efficient offensively in Pitt. I mean, there's uh-huh. been stats where it showed how good we were, and I always thought we were. Well, I know we were. We were underrated in in that area, and I kind of almost in, enjoyed it. But <laughs> uh, but um, you know, I think the game adapted. I think. Uh, the coach Patrick uh, brought some things and and in uh, uh, offensively too. I think as far as shooting, we're putting more emphasis on three point shooting. We practice more uh, as part of practice on it. Uh, and with that said, our our defense hasn't been as good. I, I think our guys are built for offense and even mentally are more about offense. And and uh, you know something has, has suffered, and uh, we've got to make uh, some adjustments in that area to get better defensively. And, I think we realize what it is. It's just going to take some personnel moves to uh, to get to that point as well. So we've we're heading in that direction. But uh, yeah, I mean the, the games change. You can't run the same stuff, and yeah. and uh, you know and and if we we've adapted to it and and played within the rules and how they call the game and. Um, you know, it's, uh, we, we've got a good group of offensive guys. I just got to get them more defensive minded, but we saw it Monday. I mean, for whatever reason, it seemed to click the day before, I think almost out of just, you know, tired of losing and, and we had gone on a tough stretch, you know, lost of good teams, but, um, close games and, and maybe it has registered now at this point. Uh, uh I knew we weren't very good defensively. I mean, I, I, I told them in August, I told them in July, <laughs> I told them in November. I told, I mean, we've it, been down them. You hated to be right. Yeah. Monday it, it hit, Monday it hit. And, and, uh, it was huge for us. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. When, when we, uh, visited last April in, uh, Fort Worth and, uh, you know, and you told me that, which I was intrigued by that every single day from when you guys start working out, you know, uh, whenever you can, uh, you work on zone offense. And I found Mm -hmm. that to be absolutely fascinating because I've been, you know, in 13 years of college coaching, I've been with coaches that, yeah, maybe two weeks before our first game, we'll introduce zone offense. Tell our listeners, and I think it's so right, Jamie, tell our Mm -hmm. listeners why you did it and, Mm -hmm. and the results of what has happened. Well, yeah, I mean, I just figured out that in, in the Big East, if we wanted to win, we were going to have to beat Syracuse being the main team, but also um, we were going to have to be able to beat their zone, attack their zone if they are going to play at every play. But also at the time, there were other teams in the league that were uh, – oftentimes they were Bayheim disciples. Tim Welsh at, at, at Providence. Uh, Louis Orr was at Seton Hall. Um, Louisville was getting into the league. They were going to play that zone. Um, so hmm. we had to be good against the zone if we wanted to win the league. So, you know, I, I, I joke that sometimes people will call us about attacking the zone and they'll call us, you know, the day before the game and say, <laughs> Hey, how do you attack the zone? And I say, well, <laughs> we've been working on it since October. Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of our take too now on, on press really? with West Virginia. You know, I've, we've, uh, we, we've got presses in now that we use on occasion and we practice so that we can practice against it in October, November, December in preparation for West Virginia. Obviously we had the other night, Oklahoma state's going to use the press a a little bit. And, and uh, um, so I just think it's something you've got to know. And, and, and and then the schedule comes out and we have one day to prepare. We play Saturday and then we play uh, West Virginia on Monday, both times. So we're going to have literally one day to prepare for West Virginia. 
uh, on their press. Guess what? We didn't do anything uh, for it because uh, well, our work had to be done, you know, six months prior, and that was that how about was our that? Thinking. So, it's, that's that's you know. preparation. That that's so yeah. critical. And I thought that was so incredible when you told me that. And it's mm. something that I put into my practice of now that it's got to be there every single mm. day. Both of those things. I think it's I think it's so unique when uh, when you decide to take a job like TCU. And you and you left a place that you you know virtually you know you were at you know for such a long time and had such great success. Give me the thought process of going uh, making change because change is something we all acknowledge. Oh, that'd be great to do. Then we're all scared to hell to do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I was. I was. Uh, there was a couple things. I think there was uh, maybe a, a scared or. Or worried, but I also wanted to be. I think it was a. I, I took great pride in maybe people telling me that I was going to go or saying that I was going to leave for this job and that job, and and I wanted to be the guy that was that one job for for his whole career. I, I really was taking pride in that. Sure. And uh, but you know things change and times change, and I had nine athletic directors in no nine way. years. And, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not <laughs> nine years. Nine years while I was the head coach, I should. Nine, nine athletic directors. Nine ADs. Well, 13, yeah. I mean, you know, interims and, and guys coming in and out. And Jeez. and so, you know, I mean, uh, I know when you hear that, you're like, you know, how'd you survive that long? Well, like, <laughs> it was uh, it was fine. I mean, I, I you know, I, I uh, got along with all of them. But, uh, you know, I just, it just, it was the timing. And uh, I think that it was right for our family at that time. And, and uh, I think, you know, I thought there was good things coming at TCU and, and obviously my relationship and obviously being my alma mater, that had something to do with it, but I wasn't just going to go to go, uh, to back to my, uh, the place I went to school. So I, I just, it, I think it's timing. It's, it's, it's how things uh, play out. And, um, I love Pittsburgh. I wanted to be that guy, but at the same time, you know, it's, you, you change and places change and certainly people were changing for me. And, uh, um, it was tough to leave the players. I wanted to. I wanted to be there. We had sure. a good group coming back. We had like six of our top seven scorers. So it was. It was. It was. It was hard. It was hard, and it's you know it's still hard. But you know we'll go back and uh, we'll go back in May. My my daughter's getting having her confirmation back there. So oh, that's we'll good. Be back in Pittsburgh, and um, so we we we. Uh, we uh, we miss Pittsburgh, but we love it here at, T- at TCU at the same time. And, well, I was uh, I was blown away. We're going by to a rodeo place. tomorrow night too. So See you know, now that you don't have that. that in Pittsburgh, brother. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it is such a the thing I didn't know until last year. I've been to Dallas a hundred times in my life. I'd never right. been to Fort Worth, right. and I was yeah. absolutely blown away by it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's funny. I was talking to uh, Eric Martin. Uh, the assistant at West Virginia before our game sure. Monday night. And he actually started out at TCU. His, he, oh, wow. he played for Hucks at, uh, at Cincinnati and was a great player, but he, uh, he started out at TCU and he's like, boy, what they've done to this city and to this town and to yeah. the campus. It's, it's unbelievable. He can't believe it. Now he's, you know, it was 25 years ago and I was here 30 years ago. <laughs> You know, I've, I saw Pittsburgh get rebuilt too, and uh, you know Fort Worth is it's it's you know thriving and downtown and building a new arena. You know, yeah. down downtown, about two miles from our campus. I mean, it's it's as good a place to live as as there is. That's for sure. And and the uh, the facilities for all of your yeah. athletic programs at TCU are absolutely mind boggling. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're obviously a smaller school. Uh, so, you know, maybe a smaller arena, a smaller football stadium, but as far I as like that, though. amenities yeah. and, and uh, uh, the, the money that they put into it and the resources and how it looks, uh, there, there's no prettier uh, uh, campus or athletic facilities uh, in, in the country. I mean, it's, it's, it's a state of the art. It's, it's a high class. It's, uh, it's it's the best it's the best you can build and you know there there's a chancellor here that believes in athletics and what it can do for a university and and uh, he believed in it and saw it and uh, and it's happened and so our school is, is jumped in, in academic rankings and um exposure and applications and and he he believes athletics has had a lot to do with that and and, and football and you know, last night, Monday night, Big Monday. I mean, you, you couldn't have looked better than than what we looked at, like on on the ESPN for for two hours. You can't you can't even come to figure out what it would cost to put an infomercial out there for two yeah. hours for that. You no, know? no, no. And they showed and, all the facilities. And that game was and with and with West Virginia, it was a two and a half hour game. Oh, (laughs) you got got an extra half hour. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Let me ask you this. Talk about your relationship with uh, someone I just think the world of as as a coach and Ben Helen. Okay. And, you know, you guys started way back together. Was it a UCSB? Yeah, it was. And and, uh, it is, it is, uh, you know, everybody has that mentor. Sure and friend and I guess to get into this business and uh, ours has been so long and and we've been so lucky to be in it for this long but uh, he recruited me at a at a uh, when I was in high school and and I was at Notre Dame High School and he was assistant Santa Barbara and he was just starting and they were struggling and he was just hanging on with a coach that on the verge of being let go so uh, that's how I first we kind of ran into each other and um, but, uh, uh, somehow I just, uh, you know, I ended up at TCU obviously, and, and he ended up at Santa Barbara. And, and, uh, when I was done playing, um, I, I just, uh, stayed in contact with him and, and he was the one that got me on at Santa Barbara, which at the time was on a roll, Jerry Pym and Great you know, coach. out West, they yeah. had this, uh, Thunderdome going. And if you get told one place to start coaching, that was it. And I got lucky and started out as a GA and he was the assistant and I just followed him around and, and, uh, um, you know, watched him, how he did things. And, and then we ended up at Santa, at, at Northern Arizona together. And, and, uh, you know, that was, you know, what was probably the worst job in the country at the time. And then we took Pitt and went to Pitt together. And, but the biggest thing about Ben and, 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 is, is our families are so close and, and, and uh, oh, that's neat. but the other thing was, you know, when he got the UCLA job and he, he pushed for me to get the job at, at Pitt and did everything that he could. And, but at the time, you know, when he leaves, they're not really too excited to ben, uh, listen to Ben, you know, at Pitt. So uh, <laughs> it, it dragged on and dragged on. And, and finally, you know, I, I, I'm, I go to Ben and he's like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get this job. And he's like, you stay right there. You deserve it. And if you don't, and, and I have an associate head coach job for you at C- UCLA, but you deserve that job. Uh, you were here when, when we built this thing and you just keep doing what you're doing and you're going to get the job. And so wow. uh, he looked out for me and, and, uh, 
made sure that I got that job. So, you know, you know, uh, you know, in our business, uh, you think about it, uh, you know, sometimes, can you imagine, can you imagine from Pitt's sake and from if you didn't get it and now you go to UCLA and right. what, what happens to Jamie then? Right. I mean, you yeah. would have gone oh, to three yeah. final fours yeah. in a row, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. But, uh, you know, uh, it's just, it's just, you know, a lot of young coaches when they start out, they just don't understand what can happen with one move, mm. you know? In, oh in yeah. I could, career. I mean, you know, right before that I interviewed at Wright state and, oh, and uh, couldn't, uh, didn't get the job. And I mean, the pit thing was going on. So, I mean, there were some, some complications too, but I mean, uh, you know, Montana was a job I thought I might get a year, year earlier and, um, but you know, none of those jobs I seeked out, they, they, I was, you know, approached on, on all those. And, and, uh, you know, I think sometimes coaches get impatient assistants, young guys, and, and, uh, you know, you'll know when it's right. And, and it was right for me to be the, the coach of Pittsburgh. I mean, I knew that maybe others didn't, and I got it by default. There's no question about that. They tried about 20 other guys, but you know, if it's right, it's going to happen. And uh, just do your job is is kind of what what I think, and, and good things will happen. And, Sounds a little like and, Belichick, you know, which is probably, yeah, you yeah, know, which yeah. is right. Hey, when uh, when you go to hire a staff now as a head coach, both at Pitt and now at, at TCU, what do you, what do you look for? I mean, I think it's a really hard thing. People think it's easy. Oh, you got three or four jobs to give out to people, but it's hard. It's, it's really like, hard. Yeah, what, yeah. what do you want for your staff? Not for everyone, but for you. What do you What do you look for? In a game? Oh, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think a passion for the game. I think uh, I think family. You know, when you get into a full time assistance, generally those are older guys. How their family uh, dynamics are. I mean, they're, you know how because I want a family atmosphere with our kids, our program, and right. you know, do how is their family life and how is their uh, kids and, 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 uh, wife, do they, you know, love, like being around it, love being around it or, or, mm-hmm. um, th- those things are important and, and it's hard. And, and I didn't make, you know, if you start a staff, but then if you have success, you're going to have movement. Hmm. And, and we had a number of guys, five, five guys get head jobs at a pit and, and then you got to replace those guys. And then you have the dynamics of, are you going to move guys up? Are you going to hire outside? It's, it's a, there's there's no set rules every situation is different but you know that love the game i think family is really important uh, uh you know there's other things x's and o's and, and 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 recruiting and all those things but i think those are the most important things how's their family gonna life gonna affect the the move and and uh and and and, and, and do they love the game or they or or do they just do it because they, you know, want to be on TV or you know, talk? But do they love the game? And, and that's that's important. That is huge. That is. It's the same, really. That itself, right now, I know in the NBA, one of the biggest things in drafting players came to not how good you are, but do you really love playing? Are you playing? Are you going to play for money, or are you going to play that if we were just going to play pickup? That you're going to mm-hmm. compete just as hard, 
you know, I really believe that if, you know, Durant or Garnett was playing, they're playing the same way whether they're making money or not. You know, they're just going to mm. go out and kick your butt, you know. Right. You know, and I think that's, you know, the same thing in recruiting. Also in recruiting, I think we always talk about a fit. Does, you know, does the kid should go to a school where he fits? Uh, not the name of the school, but the, where he fits best. Is this similar on the staff? You got to have great fit with the other guys on your staff. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't get too much into geography. I, I sometimes think about it, but what I find out is, you know, guys, guys, guys can get guys, get guys, and and you know, it's and, and nowadays with the transfers and how things play out, God, you just got to, you just got to have relationships and contacts and and work ethic and. Uh, you know, that, that a lot of things come into play, and luck too. <laughs> <laughs> Luck's a big one, man. It's <laughs> timing, and you know, and you just keep trying to do the right things. You're going to make mistakes, and some things aren't going to happen. And, but uh, you know, just just uh, just keep plugging away. La- la- last last thing for you: uh, two years in a row now, you've had you know your basically your starting point guard, you know, fabulous kid, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen get hurt. Uh, and then you have you you bring this other guy out of the bullpen, uh, you know, Alex Rowe. Uh, you know, he and he's t- now knock on wood two years in a row just knocking it out of the park. Uh, depth of recruiting, uh, you know, training kind of kid it is. What combination of? Well, I mean, I, I hesitate on the thing. We, we, we have we have really two really good point guards and. Sometimes, uh, you know, Jalen's gotten labeled as the point. Alex has always been the more the distributor, and they were both starting. So um, it, it's it's a significant loss, Jalen, but it's not quite everything um, that we're uh, talking about. And and we have great faith in, in in Alex. So we had two really good players. They're two of our best five players. So we started them. But we had to, uh, you know, we've had to adjust. There's, and, and we've had to adjust really since the day I got here because both have been either out. You know, Alex was out because of transferring. Uh, Alex got hurt this year. Jalen's been hurt. I can't even keep track how many different times. Four surgeries since he's been here. Really? So it's, it's, it's been an interesting dynamic. We've really had him, we've had him, uh, we've had them less uh, together than we've had them separate as far as being <laughs> available in the time we've been here. So it's it's been an, almost a com- constant remake. And um, it's just now we know where we're at and Alex is going to be handling the ball and, and uh, Jalen's going to be, uh, as I had lunch with him yesterday, he's just got to get better and rehab and his attitude's tremendous. So, uh, it's, it's, it's been, you know, you've been I've been doing a long time and this one, you, you, there's no way you prepare for this one. Cause it's, uh, what, what's happened over the last year and a half has been, you know, uh, uh the instability has been really our stability <laughs> as we've been used to it. But they don't teach you that in coaching school. Let me no, tell you. No. No, uh, but Hey, Jamie, thank you so much for visiting today and, uh, good luck this week in the SEC. Big 12 Challenge and uh, and the rest of the season. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, well, I thank you, Brendan. And, and, and talking about loving the game, you love the game and you love giving back, and, and uh, that's what's so great. So thank you for uh, having me on. All right, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you.
amazing. Jamie Dixon is absolutely amazing. Uh, I love his philosophy. I love the things he believes in. The rebounding defense are all staples that we had with Chuck Daly, with the Pistons. Uh, those are, for anyone that's starting at coaching at any level, uh, if you emphasize rebounding defense, trust me, you don't have to twist your arm to play offense. Uh, they will do that on their own. And I think you also found out, uh, you know, the things that are important in building a program and building a staff. So thank you, Jamie, for an amazing, amazing uh, insight into the TCU program and what is making it tick, but more importantly, what makes you so successful. Uh, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. Till next week. 